This is the Pro Audio Suite Podcast. Quick Bites. Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite Quick Bite. Thanks to Harlan Hogan's Portable Pro and Rode Microphones. Now, as we look down the barrel at 2021, um, are we going to survive? <laughs> is the planet going to implode? Um, but what do we see? What do we actually see happening in 2021? I was asked this recently, and, and my predict- prediction is that there's going to be more, we're going to continue remote recording sessions. You know, this trend is going to keep going. Like you said, we're not going to, when we did the 2020 look back, we talked about putting the toothpaste back in the tube. We're not putting it back in the tube, but we're going to keep squeezing it out in, in new ways. And I think one of those is we're going to do more and more remote engineered sessions, not just remote recorded, but remote engineered. That's been a huge trend here, especially in my market in LA where the actors have been sent full turnkey kits including sometimes even a USB mic sounds weird but um one of my clients received one of these with a hype mic by Apogee because the the studio could remote control the system including the game which is which you can do because it's a digitally controlled mic and then they're able to remote engineer so the actor can be an actor and one of my act- one of my clients does you know stuff for SpongeBob, so it's Nickelodeon. They sent one of these kits out to every actor, and so they can remote wow. engineer them and not let the actor be an actor. And I might know a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. So for the longest time, you might I bet. And it was like for the longest time, I've been saying to myself and whoever would you know that's relevant to, why isn't this a thing, right? Why why aren't there more scenarios where the engineer gets to control? the vertical and the horizontal, the gain, you know, mark the files, organize them, save them, download them so the actor can be an actor again. And so I think that's going to be far more likely to become a norm in 2021. That's my first prediction. I I agree. I I think that the, I think everyone across the board kind of sheds their fear and their presumptions about remote sessions. And after having forced to have been done, um, they just realize that, Hey, I don't have to spend time in traffic. I can be where I want. Um, the, the bean counters are like, my gosh, we've saved money. Um, people are you know more flexible to go about doing when they want to go someplace. It's, it's not that they're having to go to work. And, and I, I think that a lot of people see the upsides in basically working remotely because ultimately it hasn't hurt the process actually. And if anything, if everyone's happier because they are in their home, they're not traveling as much, they're not grumpy because they're in traffic, they're not spending so much money and whatever it might be to, to make these sessions happen. Um, there, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of silver lining basically. And, and I think it just gets realized. Just had to get over the, the learning curve, right? It was a little rough for a lot of productions at first. They were not liking it. There was, it, there was a lot of setup, a lot of just, getting used to some changes and, and realizing, you know, like it's not exactly the same, but it's 90% the same. Um, and it's just as effective and the added benefit of being hygienic. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. What about source elements specifically, Robert, are you guys getting calls for stuff or like are people ringing up you guys and going, Hey, you know, we'd really love to be able to do this. And you're seeing in more than once, you know, you're seeing repeat calls for some sort of functionality in your software or a new software altogether. Constantly. I mean, 
just everyone needing unique workflows. And, and there's some degree of everyone calling up going like, I've got a really weird one. And then it's like, mm, it's not weird. Here's mm. how you do it. <laughs> Is there any and, consistency yeah. in any of those though? Is there something that you regularly see that's not out there yet? I mean, I know you don't, without giving away secrets, but is there, you know, some, some um, stuff that you're seeing calls for? So, so everyone has different like exact preferences about how they want to do things. Um, usually people come in with a preconception about how they want to set it up and they think it's going to be harder than it's going to be. Mm. Um, so, so we've done a lot with various um, like episodic TV shows that are ensemble based and they, they thought they really have the impossible thing to solve, but we we've come up with really good workflows for them too, which still minimize the latency so they can really interact at the same time, guaranteeing the delivery of those files discreetly on separate tracks to the engineer so that once that recording's done, they just hit the road editing and moving the process along and they don't have to deal with uploads and downloads and did you get the file and I don't know if I got the file. And um, so we've we've been able to provide, I, I wouldn't say custom setups because honestly, we've been repeating the same setup and it's given us a lot of vision in how we want to do Source Connect 4. And really the craziest thing with Source Connect 4 or like what happened with us in COVID, honestly, I don't know if this says too much is, we were working on Source Connect 4 going into COVID. And it was going to be a repeat, essentially, and an update and some improvements on Source Connect 3.9, uh, seeing all the activity and the everything being remote nature of it. We basically took Source Connect 4 and threw it in the heap and we're, we started over in it mm -hmm. because we, no we way. realized... So it's totally... Mm formed or informed the development of your software to the degree where you actually decided to start it, start fresh. Mm. In many ways, start that's completely amazing. fresh because that's we amazing. just realized how much it's not, the, the fringe used to be remote on top of remote on top of remote. We're going to do everything remote and we could always facilitate that, but we, right. we realize that that is the, that is what's required now. Right. It's not just A to B. It's all over the place. And it's also not just picture A to B. It's there's, you know, as soon as you start getting into these ADR workflows, there, there there's all kinds of needs to um, have have people monitoring the specific things they need. And what, what a lot of the work has been in keeping all ends in sync at the same time. Because a lot of what happens is, is we see... Um, people cobbling together other solutions and going, ah, it works. It's just like, everything's out of sync. And so then after we record the take, we line it up and then we play it back for everybody. It's like, okay, well that just basically doubles the length of the session. If every record has to be a playback, why can't everyone just see the whole record at the same time in sync, make their evaluation, decide if they have to do another take or not right away without having to have it played back to them to decide if they have to do another take or not. Studio so, owners um, all around the world are sharpening their knives for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like 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 one studio owner said to us, um, you know, we we got them all set up with one of these exact remote setups. Like here, um, in fact, actually with VISDN, they were they were like oh, they they were ordering ISDN, and they decided that they were going to cancel that. And I was like, well, just take the VISDN box home, give it because they were setting the engineer up at home. They had to change everything, and mm. and um, so they basically just set the engineer up with home with everything from ISDN to the phone patch, the source connect. We worked with them on the, on the remote workflows to get the picture in sync for the talent and the clients. And um, 
And they spent like a week or so with it. And the general manager, when it comes time to basically 15 day, or at that point, it was probably like 30 day trials it was a fairly big evaluation. And he says, he's writing the check or putting his credit card in the, in the uh, website. And he says, if this persists and it works as well as, I don't know, Johnny, <laughs> the engineers said it's going to work or it's working. Um, I don't know if we're re-signing our lease. And so, yeah, yeah. Whoa. In, in a way that's bad for the, for the studios, but it's also good because they still have their business. They still have their clients. They're still providing the same services. Right. They can shed a lot of costs. It's intermediated. I, I, yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been really concerned about the loss of jobs for engineers for, for, for really for years now. Yeah. So for me to, to find any way where the engineer can still be a part of the production and so the actor can stop. I mean, I don't want the actor to have to apply a freaking stack. Yeah, yeah exactly. I want yeah. them to be the actor again, but if that could become more the norm. Well, you know that Robbo and I don't want them applying a stack. I know you guys don't want it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, uh, if that could just become less and less the norm and more and more the norm where the engineer gets to be the engineer, no matter where they are, that's great for everybody. That's great for the business. It's great for production. Yeah. And as an engineer too, I don't want to spend my session sitting there having to line up every bloody take either. You know, that's right. the thing. Yeah. I just want to keep going because you, you can't get it in any sort of flow if you've got to do that every time. I think it's detrimental exactly. for the session in general. There, there's always an engineer needed. The engineer doesn't go away. That's right. They go to their yeah, house exactly. maybe. I always think of this as an interesting one to think about. If if this was a year ago and there hadn't been a pandemic and all of a sudden the office manager said, okay, um, we want you to start paying for all your electricity that you use. Um, now, if you'd li like tea or coffee, can you bring your own tea or coffee? You might want to bring a kettle. <laughs> Sounds like 2SM. Uh, if you need heating, <laughs> you can bring your own heater and pay for that and all that kind of stuff. Everyone will be up in arms like, you've got to be kidding me. But you stick them at home and they're paying for it all. Yeah. Well, they are. And, and it's, but they get the benefits from it too. Like talent, you know, like to complain that they have to buy their copy of Source Connect to, um, to hook up to these uh, studios. But, you know, would, would they prefer to pay for the, car insurance and drive down and pay for parking right. and lose their time. Yeah. You know, it's like how many sessions do they do and they drive to the studio all those times. I'm sure their hourly rate and the cost of source connect or whatever other service they want to use is way the hell less than their loss of time and parking fees and Absolutely. gas and everything else. Like I, I fail to see the complaint, to be honest. The other thing on the end of that argument would also be that they could hang up from this session and dial in directly and do the next session so you can actually physically fit more work in your day. Yep, yeah, exactly. That's Stop if you get booked, of course. If you get booked, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing on the back yeah. of all that too is like, you know, I mean, I've been, I think 2003 was my first home studio um, and I wasn't working out of there full time straight away. But, you know, the ta I don't, I'm not, and I'm not sure how it works in the States, but the tax man gives us a pretty big help along out here in Australia in terms of tax deductions for buying gear and, you know, like the, the, the percentage of my home that is my home studio, I can, I can claim as a tax deduction and all sorts of I'm stuff, pretty so. sure it takes an entire floor to build a voiceover booth, doesn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. you know, you, the, 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 um, the, the, 
machine room, the machine rooms in the kitchen, you know, so that's right. You know, there's stuff everywhere. I mean, there's, I, there's no way my yeah, computer yeah. can be in the same room as the booth. So <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So boy, does this thing use electricity too. Yeah. The garage is a storeroom. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I had a, I had a, um, an audio engineer from a commercial studio talk to me and he said, look, you know, he basically said, I, I doubt that I will be going back. He said, I, I'm paying $45,000 a year to rent the space. And if I'm working from home, I've just got 45 grand in my pocket. That's right. Right. Does rates go down? No, they probably go up. <laughs> they probably go up, right. I mean, it's like, okay, I've just this year had to go through the expense of building a new room. But I built a room. I didn't have a whole facility where I've got to deck out a reception area, a, you know, a green room if you want one, a studio, a, vo- a voice booth. You know what I mean? Like even just in terms of what you do need to deck out, it makes more sense. The only thing that's a bit of a downer in Australia is our internet. And a lot of, (laughs) I know a lot of guys who have gone home and they're working from home as audio engineers because the commercial studio is closed and they're trying to do sessions. And we've done a few from here um, where their internet is crap. Um, You know, so it gets really glitchy. Then they get really frustrated by it all because they've got, you know, the ad agency coming in on Zoom and then they've got uh, the Source Connect session going on, all this other stuff coming in. And they're trying to run pictures as well. Yeah. What are you saying, Andrew? Apparently, I, I thought, I understood that 25 mega per second download is massive. What, what are you talking about, Scott? <laughs> exactly. It's huge. Yeah. What, what are all the uh, acronyms that the NBN has been retagged with? Oh, God. Never bother. It was NBN, right? NBN, yeah. National Never Broadband bother. Network. No bandwidth needed. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a hamster. This show was mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging, edited by Andrew Peters, using Rode microphones and Source Connect Now. Tech support from George the Tech Whittem and supported by Harlan Hogan's VoiceOverEssentials.com, the home of the Portabooth Pro. Yeah.